Welcome and thank you for joining us this week here at Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero, where we search for clear vision. So glad you're with us again in your podcast, Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero. And today I want to talk to you about families, how God blesses them, the challenges to the families, and God's commitment according to the promise in Genesis chapter 12 that he would bless all the families of the earth. And so take out your pen, pencil, your smartphone, wherever you take notes, and journey with me on this trip on God's blessings on families. Why don't you visit with me Genesis chapter 12? It's it's an interesting story. Most of us remember Genesis chapter 12 as the call of Abram, who later became Abraham. And it's an interesting call because it's in that same passage of scripture in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, that God tells Abram and Sarai, who later become Abraham and Sarah, in you I will bless all the families of the earth. It's an interesting promise because it comes right after the call of God to leave his family and his country. So God is telling Abram that he's going to, in him and Sarah, bless all the families of the earth while he's inviting him to leave his father and mother and kindred. This is an interesting paradox. Not only that, it's an interesting family because it's Abram, Sarai, who have no children, and their nephew Lot, who make this trip. And so if you're taking notes, the first thing I want to tell you is that when God says he's going to bless all the families of the earth, God is aware that there are many different types of families. Already, when the call of Abram comes, There's been dysfunction in the family. Cain kills Abel. Noah's sons get him drunk and commit a heinous atrocity against him. Already there's dysfunction in the families. And God says, I will bless all the families of the earth. Already you have perhaps what I like to call the first foster family because Abram and Sarah are kind of like adopting their nephew Lot. And so oftentimes when I speak about families and they say to me, Pastor Gabe, what do you mean that God blesses all the families of the earth? Does God also mean single mothers? Does God also mean couples who have no children? Does God also mean grandparents that are raising their grandchildren? Does God also mean foster parents and adoptive parents? Does God mean blended families? My answer is yes. God knew all of this dysfunction. Just travel with me through the families of Genesis. It is a virtual cornucopia of family dysfunction. Abraham and Sarah, they have Ishmael and they have Isaac with Hagar. And you'll remember over there in Genesis chapter 16 and 17, that because of the jealousy between them and because of the dysfunction, Ishmael and Hagar are sent out. But God tells Hagar when she's sitting underneath the tree, I too will bless Ishmael and I will make him a great nation. And by the way, Hagar, which literally means the stranger, the foreigner, the immigrant, Hagar, the stranger, the immigrant, is the first person to give God a proper name in the book of Genesis. She calls him El Roy, the God who sees. And so God blesses that mother who is out in the wilderness with her child thinking they're going to perish. What about the dysfunction of the 12 sons of Jacob and their sister Dinah. You see that Jacob has preference. 
He has preferential treatment for his son, Joseph. By the way, not a good idea. We should love all our children the same and all our grandchildren the same. And of course, that preferential treatment leads to jealousy and, and leads to a plot to get rid of Joseph. And in the end, there's that reconciliation where Joseph says, what you thought for evil, God has redeemed for good. And, and he lifts up his brothers to be shepherds of Pharaoh's flock. God blesses that family. And you see throughout the book of Genesis, the, the tension between the twin brothers, Jacob and Esau, the sons of Isaac. And you see that there's jealousy there and they're fighting for the birthright. Again, preferential treatment. And before all of this happens, God says, I will bless all the families of the earth. One of the challenges of modern day Christianity is that we do not speak to the breath of the challenges of the family in society, but God, in God's foreknowledge, thought about it. God knew there would be dysfunction, and God knew there would be jealousy, and God knew there would be what the Harvard sociologist Robert Putnam calls social disintegration. And in the midst of all that mess, God promises, sounds cliche to bless. In our churches, in our ministries, do we, do we have room do we create space? Do we have the theological breadth and depth to talk about the many families that because of social disintegration, single mothers, and I've met single fathers and grandparents raising children and aunts and uncles raising children and blended families. What does it mean to be blessed? And what does it mean that God's Intent from the very beginning is to bless the families. Let me be clear. Blessing in the scripture does not mean we are exempt from suffering. All these families had their dysfunction and, and worse than dysfunction, trauma. In the 12 children of Jacob, Israel, the, and the daughter, there was rape and there was violence. So blessing does not mean, dear listener, that you and I are exempt from suffering. Blessing in scripture means that God is with us no matter what happens. That God promises to hold our hand, to never leave us nor forsake us. Blessing means the ministry of divine accompaniment, companionship, the God that walks with us and is for us. So in all the dysfunctions of the families of Genesis, in all of the traumas of the families throughout Scripture, God promises to be with them because God loves the families. Not just the families who have a mom and dad and children, for certainly God loves them. But God loves the families of single mothers and grandparents and foster parents and adoptive parents. You might imagine Everything in modern society that assails, that wrestles against the family. And in the midst of this, God calls us back to his commitment to be with us and to bless us. To help us navigate the difficult and sometimes treacherous terrain of holding a family. But let, let me go a step further. I remember when I was younger, a couple would get married and people would tell them, when are you going to start your family? And I would remind them that being married is already a family. And so God blesses couples that 
have children and couples who don't have children or who do not want to have children or who want to adopt children. Because God, from the very beginning, when he said all the families, pan familia, todas las familias, God understood that some families would be a husband and a wife, a grandfather and a grandchild, a grandmother and a grandchild, an aunt and a nephew. God understood because of our human frailty, our great propensity and regrettably capacity to destroy what God instituted. Let me say parenthetically, that does not mean that God does not bless singles. I have other podcasts where I talk about God's blessing in singleness and for those who are called for, to singleness and, and those who, 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 who understand singleness is part of who God called them to be and wants them to be. But when we talk about families, these extended families, these families in churches we, whom we have to pastor and, and in the midst of the global can, pandemic of COVID-19, we've been extremely challenged with extended blue screen time that has led to higher levels of depression and sadness, higher levels of participation by mothers and fathers in education and in subjects they may not be experts in like algebra or calculus. I confess I'm one of those people. In the midst of this, it is a helpful reminder to, today in optics that God has decided to bless your family. How about this? How about you call the members of your family and declare that over their lives today and remind them that God is totally in love. He's totally enamored with them and God has decided to bless them. Let me be clear. One cannot be honest about blessing without also talking about pain, suffering, dysfunction, betrayal. That's why I love scripture, because it does not ignore the betrayal and homicide of Cain with Abel. It does not ignore the high dysfunction of a king like David who had siblings fighting for positions. You want to talk about sibling rivalry? Absalom and Solomon and Adonijah and, and, and the extended family of David. It does not ignore in the New Testament biracial families as in the case of Pastor Timothy whose mother and grandmother were Jewish and whose father was Greek does not understand over there in the book of Ezekiel, the biracial nature of that metaphor of the little girl whose one parent was a Canaanite and other parent was a Hittite. Talking of Israel in the book of Ezekiel. Does not ignore the pain because when we talk about blessing, the promise comes from a difficult moment. Abraham and Sarah have to leave their family. It is a migration. This is a migrant family leaving from Herb, Chaldeans, into a place they did not know. This is, this is a family on the move. Elderly, by the way, already advanced in age with a nephew. And they're leaving from a known place, a known language, to a place that is yet to be discovered by them, although God already knows it. And so that very first commitment of God 
promising to bless the families is a migrant family. It's a family on the move deciding to follow God. It's a foster family. And so what I want to say to you today in your program, Optics, that blessing is not absence, it's challenges. Many people come into our offices, mine and my wife, Pastor Jeanette, and they, they ask for advice. And, and oftentimes it's in the realm of family dynamics, sibling rivalry, tensions in marriages, economic challenges to the family. And the question that often comes to the fore, that comes to the front is, how will our family survive this challenge? Whatever the challenge is. Sometimes it's, it's sickness, a child is diagnosed with a debilitating disease or a spouse is diagnosed. And the question that comes rightfully to the floor is, how will we survive this? I admit it. I must underscore it, that families are not without challenges. But in the midst of those challenges, Let us be mindful of God's commitment to be with us, to accompany us, a fellow sojourner. And so often I have to tell my children, yes, we will have challenges, but I want to remind my children as a father, my wife as a mother tells them, in this journey, God is with us. The God who institutes the family is the God who journeys with the families. The God who calls the family. Abram was about 75 years old when God calls him. Is the God who promised to walk with them. And right early, early in the biblical narrative, God makes this commitment. In you, I will bless all the families of the earth. Can I pause a minute? and talk about that one family is not greater or lesser than the other family. A single mom who may have to work two jobs and needs help with childcare because they, she may not have paid family leave or she, or she may not have support, she too is family. Grandparents who take on the responsibility of raising grandchildren is just a much, as much a part of the commitment families to bless. Divorced people who have to raise children and the, the, the very pain of the divorce, the very, the very grief that often accompanies divorce and the children, if they have children are there, or if it's just a couple and, and they're trying to continue to live forward. Those children, too, who are being parented, who, or who might be part of a blended family. God, too, blesses all the families of the earth. Wouldn't it be great? The church across the world understood God's initial intent to bless all the families of the earth. Every year... There's a ministry called uh, Prison Fellowship and other ministries that have a program called Angel Tree. 
Angel Tree is a ministry that, that reminds me of how expansive God's love is for all the families. It's where church members, younger, older, single, married, commit to buying a child a Christmas gift because that child's parent, one or both, is incarcerated. The children of incarcerated persons. They too form the families of the earth that God wants to bless. Or Operation Christmas Child that promises to grant gifts to children all over the earth, some of them who are whose parents have passed, who have been left orphaned, fatherless, motherless. They too are part of the human family that God wants to bless. This text, the more I read it, the more it blesses me. Because from the beginning, God's broad wisdom and immense love. He didn't say, I'll just bless your family. He didn't say, I'll just bless the family who has a mom, a dad, and a child, children. He didn't just say, I'm going to bless the family who has a lot. I will bless all the families. Isn't it interesting that in the New Testament we are called the family of God? The Christians often call themselves sister and brother. And we call God father. Isn't it interesting that one of the models of Christian relationship is family? That in the midst of all of the dysfunction and all of the avalanches that come against the human family, God loves them. God is interested in them. God heals them and restores them, even in our deep brokenness, dysfunction, and trauma. Even when we have failed. I'm a parent that I have to admit, I've I, I failed. I, I, and you know how many times I've had to say I'm sorry to my children? Because my kids didn't come with a manual. And, 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 and I make mistakes. And then I say to them, my children have two sons, I say, thank God that God has promised to bless us through our mess and our imperfection. Hey, I want to thank you for joining Optics today. And I want to remind you, whatever your status in life, whatever the trauma that has been through, if, if you have an irreconciled family, you belong to the family of God. And that you too are part of that Genesis 12-3 blessing. God loves you. God hears you. God reaches out to you. Play this with your children. Play this with your grandparents. Play this with your spouse. Play this with the, your adopted children. Let them hear that God from the beginning. Play this as a couple. God has promised to bless all the families of the earth. This is Pastor Gabe, and if this podcast has blessed you, share it. Be a blessing. Invest in other people. Till the next time in Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero. Thank you for listening to your program, Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero. We pray that it was a blessing to your life. Remember, you can follow us on all social media platforms under Pastors Salguero. We look forward to being with you again next week here at Optics, where we search for clear vision.